In this week's market update, a difficult year comes to a nervous close. Just a smattering of data this week and a few thoughts on the year ahead. The peak in the equity market was almost exactly a year ago. The S&P 500's closing peak was on the 3rd of January 2022 at 4,797. And at its low point in October, it had fallen by around 25%. So it's been a difficult year for investors and one which is finishing on a nervous note with the US benchmark closing out 2.1% lower last week for a second consecutive weekly decline. The Nasdaq was 2.7% lower. As ever, it was central banks driving the narrative last week. The three big ones reined in their rate hikes from 0.75 percentage points to half a percentage point, but the underlying message was clear. We're not done yet. Rates are further to go, and that's going to hurt both the economy and the markets. Inflation may be showing signs of peaking, but the monetary squeeze is having its desired effect in the real economy, and the data are pointing to slower growth and possibly a recession on both sides of the Atlantic and rising unemployment. So, a tough year is coming to a close. Some of the bad news in 2022 was actually predicted a year ago. Some of it came as a surprise. What was well flagged and may have limited the damage in the markets, which had already started to price in a slowdown during 2021, was the rise in interest rates this year. Perhaps not the scale of the hikes or their likely duration, but no one will have been surprised that the Fed raised the cost of borrowing from zero to nearly 4.5% this year in the face of persistent inflation. The good news is that inflation seems to have rolled over, both in the US where prices are rising at just over 7% and here where inflation is still in double digits, the year-on-year arithmetic is starting to point to a slower pace of change. This doesn't mean that prices will start falling and the cost of living crisis will continue to bite, but it does at the margin take pressure off the central banks to keep hiking rates. Although shares in the US fell sharply, there were pockets of better performance, notably here in the UK, where the market's exposure to commodities provided a boost. There was a shift from growth to value, so avoiding the big tech stocks and gaining an exposure to more cyclical companies would have helped. Valuations fell during the year, as they had in 2021, and that makes shares look better value today for long-term investors. They may have a wait for the market to turn, It usually happens around six months before the turn in the economy. But the risk-reward balance of investing is more favourable today than it was a year ago. Unusually, both bonds and shares had a bad year. Normally, they offset each other, providing investors who hold a mixture of assets with a smoother ride. But rising interest rates hit the two main asset classes at the same time in 2022. A key question for next year is whether they might remain correlated, but in a good way. If interest rates start to fall in the face of recession, bonds might rally as their yields look relatively attractive, while shares could start to rise as investors look through the headlines to a better 2024 ahead. There were a few things we didn't expect in 2022, as there always are. They're not usually as consequential as the invasion of Ukraine, which was the principal driver of soaring inflation this year. It was the combination of the knowns, rising interest rates, and the unknowns, the spike in inflation and soaring energy bills, which caused the damage. 
Well, there's not a lot to focus on this week with a dearth of company news and only a handful of economic announcements. Confirmation that the UK economy contracted by 0.2% between the second and third quarters is likely to mark the start of an extended recession, although we'll need to wait for the fourth quarter decline for a technical recession to be triggered. Most economy watchers expect the British economy to contract throughout next year. Less clear is whether the US will follow suit. The economy over there is much stronger, jobs are still being created and inflation is lower and falling. This week's indicator to watch will be consumer confidence data on Wednesday. Other evidence, such as last week's worse than expected fall in retail sales, point to a softening in sentiment in the US. So, how does this set us up for 2023? Well, the first point to note is that the economic downturn is yet to really get underway. Next year will be a difficult 12 months for both businesses and households. So far, this has not really shown up in corporate earnings, but forecasts have been in decline for some time now, and it's unlikely that there could be a recession without a sharp fall in profits too. The trajectory of earnings is one of the key drivers of the markets next year. The other is the price that investors are willing to pay for those earnings, valuation. With the multiple of earnings on which the market trades having fallen to the mid to high teens in the US, a proper slowdown in earnings is not really priced in. If earnings were to decline, then you would expect the market PE to fall to at least 15. On today's earnings, that would imply the S&P 500 would fall to around 3,300 compared to around 3,800 today. However, it's never that simple. If earnings fell and the Fed reacted by cutting interest rates, then the markets would start looking forward to the recovery, so the valuation would rise ahead of the actual upturn in earnings. What this means is that the headline market level might muddle through in 2023 or even start turning higher during the year. What the Fed does is key, as it has been this year. The market is expecting a peak of US interest rates of just over 5% and then a fairly rapid fall back to a neutral level of around 3%. The Fed is trying to persuade the markets that they shouldn't be so complacent. Only time will tell. The part of the market that's arguably better placed is bonds. The expected hike in rates to the mid-year peak has now been priced in, so unless inflation gets a lot worse, then yields are probably going to fall from here. Yields and price move in the opposite direction. Government bonds are the purest play on interest rates, but higher quality corporate bonds offer an even higher yield with not much more risk, and they may start to look attractive. So, in summary, we're not out of the woods yet. Interest rates are likely to rise a bit further, earnings are likely to fall from here, but the market likes to price in these developments ahead of time. So a good approach to investing this year is probably to drip money into the market month by month through 2023. That way, if there's a further fall, some of that money will be invested at a lower level. And if markets have actually bottomed, well, no one's going to be complaining. Well, that's all from me this year. I'll be back in January. Have a good break. Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. 
Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.